0: Come on! Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, a strong and powerful Vito Grammatico. Vito, are you ready to do this?
1: Let's do it, George.
0: Let's let's go. Vito is the founder and CEO of Time Lift. They're an organization helping financial professionals with time management and productivity. I'm excited to have you on. Vito, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, So yeah, I was born and raised in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, uh, right across the river here from Detroit. And uh, yeah, I spent my career coaching and counseling. And I started actually as a caseworker for social assistance, helping people at the lowest point in their lives. And as I got into career coaching, uh, some individuals that I coached were actually previously financial advisors, and they were always in the midst of a career change. And I found like a two-year mark, seemed to be the point where they kind of became burnt out, needed a change. And a few years ago, I actually had the chance to consult with some local wealth management firms while completing my master's of business administration. And I kind of learned there's a way to find success as an advisor and still maintain a good work culture and that work life balance. So I helped these firms establish some time management systems. And this kind of led to the development of timeless time and productivity management software. And it's software to help advisors with time management and just be able to help them value their own time and achieve, achieve the uh, work life balance they want.
0: Nice. I appreciate that. I mean, I can't even. I'm certainly grateful for the work that you did as as a case I'm, I'm grateful for the work you're doing now <laughs> but, yes. but but certainly as a as as a social assistant a social worker I mean dealing with people at at, at their lowest at some of the toughest times I imagine that that that, that would burn you out
1: It's you know what, it's it's very challenging for sure uh, it's something that gives you a very unique perspective on things uh, and uh, kind of appreciate things as well, but uh, definitely, you know, you do see that a lot amongst those workers—is is that burnout for sure? Mm-hmm. Just you to take it home. With them, just
0: guess. um, just just the emotional weight that that, that, that that you're carrying and trying to figure out how to not do that while at the same time be empathetic of people. I I guess that's just the trick of 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 of, of a lot of relationships.
1: Yeah, it's yeah for sure, right? And it's hard not to kind of uh, I guess kind of. Um, just uh, not feel like you know there's more you could do right so that's kind of part of the two taking out on with you but yeah so yeah it's uh, it's definitely an interesting field <laughs> okay.
0: yeah. so you mentioned that that your experience working with with uh, with financial professionals and I, I bet there's probably a lot of through lines to people who are entrepreneurial just in general but why do you think it is that around that two year mark that people sort of start hitting up against that burnout?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, and I've seen some like studies that back it up, and I think part of it is just the amount that kind of goes into, first of all, investment management. You know, it's a very competitive field, right? So I think a lot of the time, you know, you kind of look at what does it take to be successful in the field, and a lot of the time it just goes into, okay, i got to put as much time into it as possible. I need to be able to service my clients, uh, kind of prove myself. And I just feel like after a while of just kind of hitting at it and not really, I guess, balancing things out properly where you're just putting so much into your business thinking, okay, it'll pay off, I'll do it for two years, and then it not paying off that way and thinking, well, maybe I need a change, I'm just feeling kind of burnt out. So it's, it's very interesting. Uh, it's, I'd say it's it's just a, it's a very unique field where um, I, I think the – I think time is just not really valued as much as it should be.
0: Yeah, I think that that's I think that that's a really that that certainly makes sense hearing it, right? It's like, okay, here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my head down for 2 years and really just just grind it and then after that, then I'll be able to uh <laughs> take a step back. Then I'll be able to find that balance, but for reasons that every human being recognizes and realizes that's just not going to be the case. So
1: and I find like, yeah, a big part of it too is their service model just not being consistent with it. So they say, okay, we're going to have touch points with our, our clients, and the reality is, is you end up spending more time on some, less on others, and it just gets out of whack really quick, and that just creates a huge issue with with their time every day, and it really leads to those extra hours. And like I said, then a few years in, they often say, okay, I need a change.
0: So I, 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 I think what I'm hearing is we've hit on it a couple of times. Um, it's this notion of I'm experiencing a problem and the remedy or the solution is going to be having better processes and understandings in place.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of like, you know, the root of the problem. Yeah. You can, you know, try to, you know, improve every day, but if you don't have that kind of regimen in place, that process, then yeah, you're just going to fall off entirely. Right. So,
0: so, but the first step there is 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 placing a value or coming to a value or having a better understanding of your your actual time.
1: Exactly. Yeah, just being able to understand, you know, the, the time used, being able to visualize that and see, okay, like this is what I'm putting into my business, as opposed to just kind of assuming certain things or saying, okay, you know what, uh, today's going to be whatever I need to need it to be. Well, no. Try to set out those goals ahead of time and say, "This is what I'm going to accomplish today," as opposed to just leaving it wide open and say, "Whatever comes my way, I'll deal with it as it comes." It just it leads to that imbalance.
0: Yeah, and that's if if it, it when somebody is starting a business, it is it probably it the reason that it works out the way that it always does is people are just like, well, I maybe I feel like I don't have the ability or the luxury to be proactive i just need to go where my day takes me
1: yeah and you see that and it's you kind of gets confused sometimes with grit uh you have to have grit right you have to have that determination you have to be able to stick with things but at the same time that mindset of whatever it takes you know it it kind of assumes almost that you're just prioritizing your career and saying i'll give up everything else as long as my career is good that's kind of what you're saying when you say like okay like i'll i just want to be successful i want this to work i'll do whatever i have to but you're kind of pushing everything else aside, I guess, well, maybe without even realizing.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you find that that, that that industry like this attracts people who are traditionally, that they have a track record of success? And that's almost like a self fulfill well, it's almost like a trap because there's just too much to manage. Despite your, your previous experience and history and success, there's just too much to do here.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I, I think it does bring a certain level of like somebody who does want to like strive for success has a competitive edge in terms of like, I believe in my ability, I'm, I'm going to make this work. Um, and I think to just being able to kind of go in and say, okay, yeah, like, you know, that, I guess that determination going into it. It's kind of yeah, it's kinda of like, yeah, they're like whatever it takes, I'm not gonna give up and looking at that as a failure if, if I don't achieve the exact level that I want to, right? And you mentioned entrepreneurship in general. And yeah, it's you know, it's it's great to plan things out ahead of time and everything, but it's good to adjust too, right? See how things are going and just be able to I guess refine your expectations as needed.
0: What just jumped into my mind is that, that- particularly when we're talking about financial people, is that the golden rule of personal finance is, is, is to pay yourself first, right? And that's really what, what what you're helping people with is, yeah, great, do all this other stuff, but you need to make sure that you are taking care of yourself and you're, you're, you're paying yourself first because the reality is that people run into with burnout and they, 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 they don't have the career that they want or the life that they want um, is that they're paying everybody else first, and then they get to the end of the month, and there's no money left over?
1: Yeah, for sure, right? And it's it's that level of like, okay, like I just need this to to work. Like, you know what I mean? It's like down the road things will work out, but right now I just want to be able to get things off the ground. And I think there's a lot of ways we can kind of validate that in our minds. And and at a certain point, it's like, well, wow, you know, I've been at this for two years. I, I keep doing this, and and now I'm here, and, and maybe I need to change, but. I, I do notice that like, it's interesting seeing different fields in terms of burnout rates and how that fluctuates. And I guess a big part of it is how much do you enjoy the activities you're doing at your job, right? Do you actually enjoy it, I guess? There's a certain aspect of that as well. What percentage do you love? What percentage do you hate? And if you are at the point where you're not giving yourself rewards, whether it be, you know, um, like you said, paying yourself or even just rewards in terms of like, oh, tonight I'm going to kind of go with my spouse or something else or you end up working all night I think that just inherently when we're not getting those rewards I think it just kind of eats away at us a little bit
0: yeah yeah all right, so we talked about valuing our, our, our time, we're figuring that out. So when, when, when you're working with people, just take me through kind of a, 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 not that there's ever a typical engagement, but how does the process normally work for helping people to, to break this habit of letting the tail wag the dog?
1: Yeah, for sure. So it, really the, the first thing is to be able to create that self-awareness. And a big part of that is okay, to be able to kind of visualize and track what you're doing and being able to see that is a big first step just to be able to see, okay, yeah, I am going over like my capacity pretty much. Like I am putting this amount in. I'm, you know, if you look at a typical work week, let's say 40, 50 hours, oh, I'm like 200% over that. Seeing that is a huge just, uh, I guess, almost like a, just a wake-up call, I guess. So seeing that is a big part of it. And then from there, just tracking the progress, right, to see, okay, yeah, you know what, I'm putting less time in, but I'm actually still maintaining a certain level of profitability and showing that. So, like, how profitable are my clients per hour? Like, looking at those quantitative measures to kind of back up, okay, you know what, I I feel better. How's my business looking? And be able to kind of show that to say, I guess, a realization, okay, you know what, I I can feel good every day and not burnt out and still achieve a certain level of success to be able to see that, and you know, is very powerful.
0: That, that that seems like seems like that's 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 everything, right? It's like that's the reality. Is more often than not, I imagine when you're engaging with your clients, you say, "Okay, we're," well, is it? It's figuring out exactly how much time you're really spending on your work, and is it then making a commitment to say I'm only going to work this number of hours?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, part of it's that, right? Just being able to say, yeah, maybe like these are my my work hours and setting those boundaries, I think, especially with clients too. And understanding that, because if you have a service model where you say to clients, listen, we're going to have these touch points and kind of just trying to say, listen, like I'm available from these times and just setting those boundaries at the beginning very powerful as opposed to, listen, just call me whenever you want. That leaves the door open to, I think, hours just all over the place. A lot of sales positions, just in general, looking at client-based positions, it's kind of like they're on call 24 hours a day. If the client needs something, jump. Uh, and I think a lot of that's just at the beginning of the relationship, not establishing those boundaries and saying no. It's okay to say no sometimes and just kind of say, listen, I'm going to help you. I'm going to be there for you. But you know, this time's off limits. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and you know what? At a certain point, too, you have to look at the concept of like firing your clients. Listen, if your clients don't respect your time and you're putting so much into them and being able to see, OK, like, listen, based on what I'm getting, this is what, you know, is it worth it? Right. Um, it, you need to look at that. It's a healthy thing to do. It's, it's, it's not taboo. It's not something you have to shy away from. It's OK to kind of look at that with your clients and, and not just say anything goes, whatever it takes. I'm going to get these clients on board.
0: I imagine that the, the the majority of clients will probably respect that more so than, oh, I can call this guy or this gal whenever I want, and they're going to drop everything for me.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? And that's like value of what they, you're right, respect, right? If somebody just doesn't value their own time, it's people, whether consciously or subconsciously, realize that, and in turn kind of value that person less. So yeah, by valuing your time and putting those in place, you do earn more respect, and maybe actually you kind of maybe those clients the relationship actually strengthens from that
0: yeah yeah i can definitely see that is as 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 you're helping people to go through and have a better understanding of the current amount of time that they're spending of here's the actual you know the 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 value of a client do people commonly understand that or is this news to them
1: you know it's it kind of is news in a way where it's like Usually it's like okay well no like and it's very like almost like you hear profitability you know, some advisors will say this like oh you know no there's a lot of factors like they go into this client and it's true you have to think about those but you can't ignore that for sure and I think a lot of them do and it's kind of like well if I don't ignore it and I look at it well yeah you know what I didn't realize that this much time went into these clients. And is there a way to maybe shift this so that I can focus on business development? So I can focus on bringing in new clients. And a lot of the time, what it comes down to is, do they have a referral process in place? Because at the end of the day, you can't just keep onboarding new clients at a certain point. You know what I mean? You got to be able to refer them out to maybe another advisor and have that pipeline in place so that you can grow your business without continuously adding more and more hours and more and more clients Uh, you know, it is good to kind of have that offboarding process.
0: A thousand percent. There's so many different aspects of it, right? I mean, it's you, we touched on service at the beginning and how, how oftentimes, more often than not, the service model is flawed and it's, it's totally understandable because there's just, there's a million different ways to potentially be doing every single one of these things. So, I mean, not having a structure, which is all too common, which leads to burnout, is not a surprise. So how 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 are you... Tell me just sort of about the scope that, that, that you help people with.
1: Yeah. Uh, so like using timeless software, really, the idea is that, okay, these advisors can pull information from their other software. So being able to pull information from, let's say, a CRM system. In a few seconds, just being able to see uh, you know, basically like their activities. So be able to see, okay, like these are my clients organize their service model. If they, you know, it's always good to have tiers of different clients, like top clients I spend this amount of time on being able to organize that in the system. That's what a big part of it is. So being able to say, okay, I'm going to organize my clients in time left, be able to say these are my A clients, B clients, C clients. I'm going to assign these tasks, put reminders, so basically adding structure to their service model in a, in a very concrete way um, using software. So be, and being able to just pull information that you already have at your fingertips and be able to pull that in and actually see, okay, this is what I'm doing. And, and being able to do that, at a, I guess, at a level where you don't have to track things manually is very powerful. Um, I think, too, it's just, it, it's one thing to like have, on a, let's say, a conversation with a client about I'm going to, you know, do this, this, and this with you. But when you have it kind of down and ready and you're actually seeing what goes into them and and what you're doing, I think that's a great way of balancing out maybe sometimes, oh, I haven't, this client, I've been neglected for a while. I haven't even spoke to this client in in months, Um, you know. And and I think, too, like, it's funny because clients, I think, with anyone, having that structure and saying, okay, like, just peace of mind. Oh, I'm reaching out once a month. I'm going to hear from this advisor. And knowing that, it almost like avoids, let's say, additional phone calls because they know, okay, you know what? First of all, the advisor is going to call me at this time. But also, if something hits the fan, they're going to reach out anyway. Like, I got to trust my advisor. So kind of building that trust, I think, when you're consistent. So using like software to be consistent with your clients, I think is a great way of building trust and building that fiduciary relationship.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think that people, people respond to having an understanding of how we're going to do business with them. There's expectations, and the more we can set those expectations up front, that's just nothing but a good thing for everybody. So I love it. Well, Vito, the people are ready for that difference-making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Yeah, so in order to truly improve work life balance and your productivity and time management, uh, it's just essential to be able to track and visualize your time usage. So a crucial part of time management is being self-aware and adjusting as needed. So it, obviously it's difficult to judge your own time, but the only way to truly do this is to see your progress and have an accurate representation of your business activity. And that's something that TimeLive can help out with. Uh, and, and I just want to say too that a big part of it is to kind of daily have a check-in point with yourself. Being able to touch base and say, how am I feeling about my day? Because that is a big telltale sign of work-life balance. If you're feeling burnt out or low energy, something you did throughout the day was off, and, and having those touch points, personally, is, is, is a great way to stay on track and maybe see if you need time to kind of, maybe sort of meditation or something to center yourself and get ready for that next day.
0: Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets – come on. Come on. Vito, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you and TimeLift?
1: Absolutely. So uh, TimeLift.com. Uh, lift all with Hawaii. Y. We're available on there. You can reach out anytime. And we're also on LinkedIn. Just search Timelift. We're available on there. And, uh, yeah, thanks, George. It's been a pleasure being here today.
0: Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Vito your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to time timelift.com. That's T-I-M-E-L-Y-F-T.com. You can find Vito on LinkedIn as well. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Vito.